Hello, everybody. Hey, y'all. We are back and we are excited to be here. It's been a year. <laughs> it's been you know a year. The, you know the song? It's been a but year. But it's literally been a year. Pretty much, yeah. From doing this. But we are so excited to be back with you guys and just um, chatting. How do you feel, Haley? I'm excited. I am ready for this new. We're not doing a season. I'm just going to kind of. I mean, it's a season, I guess, but I'm just excited for like new podcasts. Yeah, we've, we've sat with the idea of coming like starting it back for a while because last year was a whole different dimension it seemed Not dimension really. dimension you know like twilight zone Third dimension. like it was just its own thing and we stopped doing it like a year ago just because of everything that was going on but then like the past few months we've kept saying like oh we want to get back doing it. and then we wrestled with that for a while not really but like just never did it but we decided to start it back in the new year new year new us new podcast it's actually same no new year same us same, same podcast. podcast we're not going to finish the relationship season at least not right now we might one day go back to it but we feel like we need like a fresh start um and just kind of speak to what we've been dealing speak to with. where we've been yeah and what we have just gotten new perspective on from the past year i feel like we've both grown a lot in the past year and we we kind of have new perspective on a lot of it so yeah we just wanted to start off this first episode episode i guess not really first but first one back just talking about kind of like addressing spiritual um dry seasons yeah dry seasons just times in your life when you don't feel like you're on the mountaintop if you will or close to god fill in the blank like those yeah. those terms you use where you feel like you're in a valley I guess, yeah as a the believer. times when you feel like you know you're his but you don't see him or you don't feel him or you don't feel like you're his but you know it and so you're still looking for him but you feel like you're coming up empty every time and so that's kind of what we're going to talk about today and by the way i'm heidi i'm Haley. our voices i feel like my voice may be a little bit deeper i don't know i really don't know. just follow along if you will and if not take the rest of the episode person. guessing or one person <laughs> so um yeah let's get this going this is hanging with Haley and heidi and we are back all right, so I feel like for most of 2022, me and Heidi were in a lot of the same place, but it was it was also different. I think we were both going through spiritual slumps or dry seasons individually, but it was like the same thing, but it was different. So like for me, I struggled a lot with anxiety and insecurity and um, a lot of things that kept my eyes on me. Very much uh, self-centered year for me even if it was I mean I just felt like there'd be times when I'd like I'd be praying I was doing all the same things I always did like my devotionals and all that same stuff but I wasn't feeling a reliance on the Lord I was feeling a reliance on myself and what I could do to stop my anxiety there were points where I definitely felt God's hand with me and I felt that I was relying on him but for the majority of the time I think I was so self-involved that I would put if I had like victory over anxiety I would almost take the uh, credit for it take the credit for it yes Instead of like relying on the Lord, I thought I was able to control what was happening to me in a sense. Like, and I started becoming more controlling in like little things of my life so I could try to get out of the negative mental thoughts I was having or anything like that. And my eyes just were off of Jesus. I was coming out of a 2021 was a really good spiritual year for me. I guess that's, I don't know if that's how you say that, but I was coming out of that year and then 2022 hit and it was like, I stopped seeking the Lord like I was and I stopped, I was reading my Bible, but I wasn't meditating on it. I wasn't going throughout every day, focusing on the Lord and bringing him into all of my problems and all of my situations. And I think that's where it went wrong. That's where I started to slowly get into what we're calling a valley or something like that. Yeah. And 
I just got comfortable there. I got comfortable with relying on myself and not relying on the Lord. And I almost felt like I was too far gone for him to want to help me get out. Or I don't really know how to say that. You know what I'm talking about, Heidi? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that's where I was mentally, spiritually, just pretty low. Yeah. I, I mean, I can relate to a lot of that. Just feeling like you need to thinking you were more in control of your life than he was. Yeah. And that's kind of where I was. I think it kind of started with my year started with planning a wedding. It started with beginning to renovate a house with Kyle. It was just a lot of like materialistic things, I feel like. And it wasn't, it's not bad. A big wedding, renovating a house, those things aren't bad, but it was taking all of my attention. And like the thing is about like getting into these dry seasons of your walk with the Lord, it's such a slow fade. And it's something that you don't even realize it's happening when it is. For me, it wasn't like I had stopped reading my Bible. I had stopped praying. It wasn't anything like that. It was more like I just stopped focusing. He stopped being my number one. And I remember um, a long time ago at a youth retreat at the beach, I remember this guy came and he talked about the supremacy of God. And he had said, if like your first thought in the morning isn't of him like I remember when I'd pray every day I'd wake up God was my first thought I'd go to bed he was my last thought and like I remember that season so distinctly because he was literally like the air I was breathing for a really hard time in my life like two years ago and I remember him just being I was so dependent on him and like that's because I believed in the supremacy of who he was I believed in his sovereignty and I believed that he was really was holding me and I think in some capacity over the past year, I stopped believing that. I stopped trusting that he was carrying me through. For some reason, life got good enough that I thought I was okay on my own. Mm -hmm. I thought I was okay to take care of myself. And even if I didn't say those words out loud, I believed them by the way my actions, and your actions speak louder than your words. And the fact that I wasn't clinging to him, I stopped, I was growing cold towards community, towards church, towards prayer. And just towards him because I didn't want him because life seemed easier without him at that time. Life seemed easier not striving to be with God, like close to God. Because if you're close to God, you're listening to what he's telling you to do. And when you're listening, you have to, like if you're his, you're going to obey that. And obeying is not always easy. It's, it's hard to say no to your temper. It's hard to say no to the things that you really want to do, your flesh wants to do. And I feel like for me, that was... At that, in the time of my life where life was a little bit easier, doing the hard things for God wasn't on my list. Well, I think it's easier. The reason we fall into these, into these slumps is because we get comfortable with just being okay with God. We're mm -hmm. not comfortable. We don't want to make that extra step to obey him and put everything we, every single thing we do under him. Like, like that full surrender. Yeah, the full surrender. And I think that's why, that's why we get to that. Because yeah. we don't want to be... We don't want to give everything to him. We'll just give a little bit. We'll give 20 minutes in the morning, if that, praying. And then we'll forget whatever we read and we'll forget. I'm saying this because I've done it. Yeah. I mean. No, it's it's more of a checklist thing than, and like, that's kind of where I got, I think, just a little recap that like at some point in the year, I can't remember exactly when, but I was reading through the gospels and it felt like I was so overwhelmed. Instead of grateful, I was overwhelmed with with Jesus and his rules. And like, the thing is, Jesus wasn't rules, but I felt like all I was reading was do this to enter the kingdom of God, do this to enter the kingdom of God. And instead of seeing it like, oh, here's here it is laid out for us. But the end of the book says, hey, I died for you because you can't keep those things. I, you can't do those things. So here's the end of the story. 
And instead of celebrating that and rejoicing because of that, I was stuck in the, oh, I got to do it. I got to do it. I got to do it. And it's funny because I was, I'm reading Chronicles of Narnia for the first time. Me too. Yeah, I got Haley on it. And they're so good. I don't know why I've just waited till now, but the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, or no, the Horse and His Boy, I just finished that one. Did you finish it? I'm in the middle. Don't spoil. Okay, I just have to say one part. Okay, you can spoil. It doesn't spoil. It doesn't spoil. But basic, okay, it kind of does. <laughs> you can, you can Basically, the horse Bree. You ha- if you haven't does read this. Die? No, no. Okay. So they're going to Narnia. They've, they've, uh, they've gotten through and they're walking into Narnia. It's okay. I'm not going to spoil because I'm not telling you anything. <laughs> but Bree is so upset because his, his tail isn't, it's cut. And he's like, what if the horses in Narnia don't have cut tails? Or like, what if I'm going to look ugly? Like, why don't we wait it out or whatever? We don't need to go there right now. I need to get my, my stuff together. I need to get looking good. He was like, what if they don't roll? Like, the book they said, I underlined it because it was so powerful to me. But he said he started walk, they started to walk to Narnia. And the other horse, uh, I forgot her name, but she was so excited to get there. Like, it's a free country. They could do it. They, they could be free horse, free talking horses. And they were like, oh, they're all so excited to walk into this free country and this um, free place. But Bree, when he, they said in the book, C.S. Lewis described it as he was like slumped over and sad. Well, he was so in this part, they're walking to Narnia or whatever. And then so Bree, C.S. Lewis describes Bree. He said, but he looked he looked more like a horse going to a funeral than a long lost captive returning to home and freedom. He was more like he looked so sad because he didn't have his act, he felt like he didn't have his act together. So he was like depressed and they were like he looked like he was going to his funeral more than his reunion with his king. And the whole moral of the story is <laughs> that instead of living life like it's it's on you to follow God, because I think in a lot of ways I started to believe that like it was up to me to do the works to be near to God. And to, to have your stuff together. Yeah, to have my stuff together. I was more sad and I was and I started to grow bitter and angry towards myself, towards God, and towards his people. And that makes you, that isolates you so much. And it, it makes you grow into a person you don't even recognize. And so my like encouragement towards that and what, what, what I'm learning right now is that we have freedom in Jesus. Jesus has given us everything we need to be near to him. And instead of sitting here, like praying to God, I'm like, God, I'm so sorry. I suck. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And like, yes, it's good to repent and turn from that, but don't sit in it. And the longer we sit and we, we wallow in our sin, it's not, it's not rejoicing in what Jesus did for us because we have a home with him. And it says in Christ, we are set free and for freedom. He has set us free, like to live in that and not to sit here and sulk and hate what we do. And because when we, when we focus all of our attention on ourselves, we're not going to be near to God because we're not drawing near to him. And we're not sitting in the fact that he has given us everything we need for life and godliness and with him. Well, I think it's, it's back to the saying. I've heard it. I don't know where I read it or where I heard it. It was like last year. It was talking about how it is good for a believer to see their depravity, to see how much we need the Lord. Like it is good for us to see our sin. And I think God intends for us to. But it's not good to sit and wallow in it. It's not good to keep our eyes focused on ourselves, like what Heidi was just saying, and to, that's when we're going to wallow, is, is when we sit in that. And I think, yes, see, see it, see your sin, and be, I think the Lord, if you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, hopefully you're convicted about it, and repenting, repent, uh, and repenting of it. 
but then like keep your, put your eyes on Jesus and what he's done for you and the work he did on the cross for you and realize that it's not about you. It really isn't. Yeah, I feel like that's just something I've learned over the past year is just that your spiritual standing, the spiritual battle that you have going on when you feel like you're not close to God is more about take your eyes off yourself. Take them off of all the things. I'm saying this because I'm learning this and it's not like I'm trying to tell you you should do this, do this, do this. It's more of, hey, I'm learning that I have so much to rejoice in. And if I want to focus on, if I let my joy come from my circumstances instead of my God, those circumstances are eventually going to change and I'm eventually going to be bitter, angry, sad. What? I just need to say something because I was just like, while you were saying that, I looked at my notes because I had something, one thing underlined. It was like, I didn't have joy. And I wrote, I was ruled by anxiety and became controlling in almost every aspect of my life. I was unhappy because my happiness was based on my circumstances. Yeah. And that will kill you. So I, I encourage you, if you are, maybe you're in a really good season of life, like your circumstances are good. And I would encourage you not to let that draw you away from God, not to let your dependency become on the world, on people around you that are doing well for you or helping you or making you feel good. But in that season, use it, that extra strength, that extra energy, that extra joy to pursue God even deeper and to say, without, without you, God, I wouldn't even have these things. Without I you, I wouldn't be in this spot because God makes all things good. The good things you have in life are accredited to him. The bad things in life, he uses for your good. And either one, you can see his hand in it. And so I would encourage you to look for him in the good and the bad and to not depend on you, your, your circumstances, the, your possessions or the people around you to bring you joy or to make you happy because I got to that place. And that's why God felt so far away because I had stopped going to him with my fear. I stopped going to him with my joys too. It's just that relationship suffered because I stopped communicating to we him. You stopped looking at it as a relationship. Yeah. We did. I think um, one thing about like this whole, I think being in a valley is like a feeling of, oh, like I'm not close to God. Like um, help me to, I think I've prayed it before. Like help me to hold on to you or like keep you closer. So I don't know. I said it one time. And I think me and my mom and Heidi were talking one day and she was like, you're not holding on to Jesus. Jesus, holds, Jesus is holding on to you. Like mm -hmm. he's the one drawing near to you and he's always holding you i mean in is it first corinthians i think or I don't know, what's the verse Colossians. what are you thinking uh, he holds all things together i mean i think yeah that's it's uh, included i mean you're included in colossians. That. colossians that's what it is 117 i believe yeah like they that's our promise we can hold on to as believers that hey we have a, a steadfast hope and a steadfast peace that no matter what changes in this world no matter what happens we have Jesus. And if we didn't have that, we'd have room to despair or to be upset or to be mad. But we have something to rejoice in and to cherish and to be like, it's okay to be, to praise him and to be joyful about the things of God. It doesn't have to be this hard, sad thing all the time. Or like, I'm always, it's oh, okay to be okay. Yes. It's okay to be okay with God and to be okay with the fact that you're his. Like it doesn't always have to be a, a a wallowing or it really should never be a wallowing, but it's okay to see your sin and but to move past that and mm -hmm. to say, okay, I see this and I know that you will help me through it if we surrender that to him and say, I want to work on this. Yeah. I think it should bring us to a rejoicing place. It should end in a praise yeah. because yeah, every, yeah, 
I wrote that down. I think I don't, everything that we're talking about is bringing me to things I think I found here and there last year about, I wrote down, I think, um, like when you're so consumed with, basically it was saying to keep your, get your eyes off of you, like obviously praising the Lord, it will get your eyes off of yourself. Yeah. I think what I would like to end with is that I was going back through journals preparing for this podcast and I saw a few different times I saw the same verse come up and I had written it down because I was desperate for something, I guess, desperate for him. And um, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, it says, Jesus said, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And that's just so comforting that like even when we're down in the the ditch, down, he, the, dumps, <laughs> down, down in the dump, the ditch. down in the the pit of our own making that we've dug or fallen into, or just we're tired and we don't know how to keep fighting or running the race that we've been called to. That Jesus promises us that He's rest and He is gentle and he's lowly in heart and he's he's just rest for our soul like he is and what comforting grace like that we have a god who cares about us even when we're not on our a game which even our a game is not good enough him yeah it's yeah. not it's not it doesn't meet the holiness required of us but that he says hey i love you and i want to carry you like even when you're not here right and you don't feel close to me i'm still here with you and i got you and we're not an obligation to him we are the way he loves us is unfathomable and like he wants us and yeah. that he wouldn't have sent his son to die for us if he did not want us and love us and desire relationship with us and i think putting that into perspective like right now it's encouraging me just like even as i'm speaking that yeah. it encourages me to know that yeah i read something yesterday that said our strength is jesus's joy and jesus's joy is us and I know that it's not that we're we're not each other's we're not our own joy but i'm saying like our god delights in us like he does and i'm just so thankful that we have a god who a father who cares that much about us that even when we're in these places where life just feels tough and we don't feel like he hears us he still does and he still cares and so i encourage you if you're in that place where you don't feel like god is near just tell him that and go to him and sit with him and don't feel like you have to have all the answers don't feel like you have to hear him audibly because by his grace we have his word and we can sit with that and the words you read in the pages of his book are meant for you to hear and he will lead you in that so don't go in with expectations just go in with a heart eager to learn and eager to hear from him and just trust that he is with you because he is and that's what faith is all about so amen all right guys we are thankful for y'all and happy to be back yes we're so happy to be back and hopefully we'll see you See you. Talk to you soon. All right, guys. Bye. Bye.